0: Well, it's not Monday, but it's always a good day to talk about your money. And so we will welcome to the show Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management. The Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show airs here on The Answer on Saturdays at 4 p.m. Josh hosts it, and we're happy to have him with us to talk about some things related to retirement and managing your wealth. That's always a challenge. So, Josh, thanks for your time today. And I guess I want to start with kind of an odd question. You know, there are mortgage rates that are adjustable. Are there any investments that are adjustable? There's several,
1: uh, but I think the easier way to describe it would be are there investments that do well in periods of inflation to make it a little more relevant to today? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there's, there's several of them, and all of them have their own issues as well. For example, there's something called TIPS, and TIPS is an acronym for Treasury Inflation Protected Securities. And what that means is that you can actually invest in bonds of sorts that go up or mimic or mirror inflation. Now there are some challenges there, particularly on duration. Just like all investments, there's you know kind of expectations and reality, et cetera. But one of those um, is something called an I bond, which is a little bit more guaranteed than some of the other tips. But other things that typically do well during inflation is things like real estate typically does well during inflation. Mm-hmm. Commodity prices typically do well during inflation. So uh, I think you know the underlying question maybe that you're asking me without even knowing it is. Are there certain investments that people can put their money in in times like these where we have, you know, a a looming uh, already in recession, but maybe a looming uh, increase in the uh, downside of the economy? Uh, We have inflation on the rise. We have the Fed trying to chase that inflation to fix the problem. Are there investments that do better than others? And the answer is absolutely yes.
0: And you can find out about those investments with your free consultation with Josh and his team at Aptus Wealth Management. They are located... In Lewis Center, on the web, you'll find them at aptuswealth, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. Their phone number is 614-917-1040. You mentioned the Fed. I guess today at 2 o'clock, we're going to get the release of what they said in their internal conversations at the last meeting when they raised rates by three-quarters of a point. What will be significant about that, or why do people want to know what they said in that meeting? What would be particularly newsworthy or noteworthy that people might want to find in those minutes?
1: You know, I think when the general public or even uh, traders or market makers start reading the notes from the Fed, it's a lot like, you know, when somebody releases a song and it seems very coded and then everybody tries to interpret. Mm. You know, when they said this in the song, they actually meant this or they were singing about this person. or they were doing the same thing happens with the Fed. And that people will read the notes and then try and interpret those words into what they really meant versus what they said. And can that have an impact? Uh, it can. I don't think it's going to be a monumental impact. But if you know a huge institution believes that they, they thought the Fed was going to say one thing and they said another, that could impact the way that they trade. But I think the fact that they raised uh, rates by three-quarters of a percent and said that they still believe they're going to need raise rates more, For the most part, I think it's already been priced into the market as to what's coming. So I don't know that there's going to be a dramatic change by the release of minutes, but uh, you better believe that there's going to be plenty of uh, uh, people in the news talking about it.
0: Well, there you go, folks. That's practical. Uh, The Fed minutes are like a Taylor Swift love song. That's exactly what uh, it sounded like to me. (laughs) trying to read into who's breaking up with Taylor Swift and what the Fed's going to do next. Our guest is Josh Pick, Aptus Wealth Management. And you'll find Aptus Wealth Management on the web at Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, AptusWealth.com. They offer you a free consultation to get you ready for retirement. They call it the Aptus Retirement Blueprint. So be purposeful, plan your retirement, manage your wealth. You've worked hard for your money. Do everything you can to grow it and to keep it. So, uh, Josh also hosts the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show, Saturdays, 4 p.m. here on 989 The Answer, and you can listen to that online at 989theanswer.com. Typically, people have uh, considered it a landmark day when they pay off their mortgage. If you got a low interest rate now and inflation's going up, like is that still a thing that people should strive to do is pay off their mortgage early?
1: There's no question that having your mortgage paid off is a great thing, particularly heading into retirement. Having a debt free position is a very comforting thing. You know, whether it's a great financial move or not is almost secondary to the emotional impact that it has when you know you have no debt. It is a tremendous feeling. I've, for example, I've never had a client pay off student loans and come back to me and say that was a terrible idea. Mm. I mean, they, they always feel good about it, regardless of the interest rate. That said, in current interest rate environments, what's you know, I know we mentioned earlier the show I bonds. You know, right now you can put $10,000 per person into an I-bond, and that has a guaranteed rate of return for the next six months of over 9%. That's backed by the federal government. If you have a mortgage that's currently in the twos or threes, you know, a lot of times we play this game of, well, you can arbitrage your rates so you can get a higher rate by investing than that 2 or 3%. But typically that conversation also includes things like, well, you have to take risk out in the market, you have to do different things that changes quite a bit when you're in inflationary times. And I believe that, you know, over the next six, 12 months, we're going to see rates increase even more. So I believe there will be a a very definite ability to play that arbitrage or that, that difference between the two, where maybe your mortgage is at three and you can put money in a CD earning six or seven. So I don't know that if you're, if you're young, still working, don't plan on retiring in the next, you know, five years. Um, maybe not paying off your mortgage as quick as possible is is actually a good
0: choice. That makes a lot of sense. Josh Pick and the Aptus Wealth team, they ask you the questions that help you decide You know what is the smartest move with your money. Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, AptusWealth.com, or by phone, 614-917-1040. I would imagine your consultations are as much asking questions of the person sitting across from you as they are listening.
1: For sure. Matter of fact, I had an appointment yesterday. And it was a woman that came in and said, "You know, I know you're not going to like this, but in my uh, 401k, I moved uh, back in May, I moved everything to the guaranteed account and fixed account. And I know in the long run, that's probably not the best choice. But at the same time, I was watching my account balance go down, and I just simply couldn't take it anymore. And in retrospect, it looks like a good decision. Um, and, and I'm not going to speak to whether or not that was a great decision for that particular person or a poor decision. But I think it, it it's certainly relevant to say, That your emotions have a drastic impact on your ability to do well in the quote-unquote stock market. If you're the kind of person who knows that when the market pulls back 10 or 20 percent, it makes your blood pressure rise, you start to get intense, you know, feelings of trepidation and Mm -hmm. doom and gloom, then you know being 100 percent in the market is not the right pick for you, because there's only one thing worse than not having any money in the market, and that's having all your money in the market and pulling it out at the worst time. So part of my consultations are part of our processes, getting to know you and how much volatility you're emotionally capable to handle. And I have clients that have almost zero dollars in the stock market, and that is absolutely fine. That's the right thing for them. Uh, So part of it is just figuring out what's right for you.
0: Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Like, I mean, uh, a lot of people can, for instance, go through a casino, enjoy the casino, just the atmosphere, all that. And not bet. Then there are people who are in there. They have to bet. I'm the guy who, if I ever go in one, uh, I'm not going to bet because it it losing $1,000 to somebody, that would bother them to the extent that it would bother me if I lost $10. So I guess I, I do have the stomach for the market because I believe over time, Josh, it's going to go back up. But just giving my money away, throwing it away uh, you know, at a casino, that bothers me. So I would imagine there is a lot to learn from people and knowing kind of what their stomach is and what their uh, – what, are they, what are, What's the fancy term? Risk aversion?
1: Right. Well, and also, you know, we're seeing a lot of – you had mentioned the other side of the coin, and that's people walk through a casino and have no problem losing a $1,000, and they like the excitement of it. We're seeing a lot of that in the market over the last several years. Think of the the Reddit stuff, right? Yeah. Think of um, cryptocurrency. And, and when I ask people the question of why did you put money in that particular investment, which if you have a logical reason, I don't have a problem with it, But why did you put it in? Well, you know, I thought there was a a decent chance it might go up by 500%. And if I lost it, well, who cares? That is not investing. That is gambling. Um, And there's a big difference. And I would highly recommend that people don't gamble on their retirement or gamble on their dreams and gamble on their financial future. You have to come up with a logical plan based on historical data that has replicatable results. Um, doesn't mean you can't gamble a little bit, just like you can go to the casino maybe, and if you can afford it, gamble $500 on the weekend, and it doesn't move the needle on your financial life. But I'm seeing people do it with an increasing percentage of their overall net worth, and that's a very risky proposition.
0: Yeah, I think it's just true in life in general. If you know what you're doing and why you're doing it, it goes easier for you, and you can understand it, and that's what they help you do at Aptus Wealth Management. They help you understand why you're doing what you're doing. Get with them, 614-917-1040 aptuswealth, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. And I'll be with Josh on the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show Saturdays in the middle of July. So I'm looking forward to that, Josh. And uh, it'll be great to have additional conversations with you about these kinds of topics.
1: I am as well. Look forward to it.
0: Well, it looks like kind of a gloomy day out there. Storms, I think we could all use a lift from the uh, inspiring words of our vice president. I mean, nobody, 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 nobody inspires like Kamala Harris, correct? I mean, you ever get tired of hearing Kamala try to uh, lift us all with her uh, stellar vocabulary? Despite the odds
1: and the obstacles, we push to move forward. That we are guided By what we see that can be unburdened by what has been.
0: I mean, I'm ready to tackle anything now, aren't you? Yeah, sure. Wow, she's really something, man. Uh, We are to get details today at 2 p.m. from Richmond, Virginia police. About a potential mass shooting also planned for July the 4th, the same day as the Highland Park, Illinois shooting. Uh, that they thwarted, that they stopped. Uh, 2 p.m. press conference. They seized multiple firearms. And so I know it's very frustrating when we hear uh, details of the fact that this shooter in Highland Park, Illinois, certainly sent up many red flags, at least two, with his behavior in advance of the shooting. And then the shooting happened anyway. But our law enforcement does sometimes keep these bad things from happening. Saw a story today that on June the twenty seventh, there was a young man at who worked at an Amazon facility in Texas made comments about a mass shooting. They notified the police. They investigated. They seized an AR fifteen and they stopped what they thought was a mass shooting. From happening. It all goes back to, in my opinion, the lack of discipline and leadership in the home. Very often, these are the common threads that link Buffalo to Uvalde to Highland Park. And there's kind of this attitude out there that you're not responsible for anything. That everything should be overlooked. Everything should be excused. Everything should be tolerated. Um. Take this case of Brittany Griner, the WNBA star who's being held in Russia for uh, the charges. She was trying to smuggle cannabis oil into Russia in vaping cartridges. Now, I don't know if she did that or not, but it's been very obvious that the Russian judicial system does not work like the American judicial system. And I think particularly for somebody like Brittany Griner, who has made a habit of pointing out and emphasizing the perceived shortcomings of our country. Uh, this is an eye-opening experience for her. Her uh, her wife makes me throw up a little in my mouth to say that, but the woman who uh, is Brittany Griner's lesbian partner uh, was on Good Morning America talking about this letter that Brittany Griner wrote to President Biden. Now, I want you to listen for the attitude that comes through in this woman who uh, is. Um, I mean, I, I'm not gonna. I'm I'm not going to use the term wife because I'm just I'm just not okay. It just conflicts with my morality. This is Brittany Griner's girlfriend.
1: It kills me every time that, you know, when I have to write her and she's asking, you know, have you met with him yet? And, you know, I have to say no. We're over 140 days at this point. That does not work. And so I will not be quiet anymore. I still have not heard from him. And honestly, um, it's very
0: disheartening. Now, she's talking about Joe Biden. She's talking about the president of the United States. She's not heard from him. And this sense of entitlement, the sense of privilege is what that is. The president is obligated to answer Brittany Griner that Brittany Griner did whatever she did to get on the radar of Russian authorities. And I don't know if she's guilty or not, but if she did do what she is accused of doing, wouldn't you expect there to be severe consequences for it in that country? But that never comes up when we talk about Brittany Griner's situation. The coach of her team in Phoenix says, you know, if this were LeBron James, Joe Biden would move heaven and earth to get him out of there. You might be right about that. But I can tell you that if this was average, ordinary Joe citizen, that citizen would not be getting the attention that Brittany Griner is getting. So fame is not completely, her her fame is not having zero impact on her case because her case is being told, publicized on ESPN and the morning fluff news shows, the network news shows, whereas if Brittany Griner were just an ordinary citizen, not a WNBA basketball player, I'm not sure that that would be something that we would even hear about. Now, the one thing you have heard about this week, and I told you that this fulfilled the ideal scenario of the left, was the 10-year-old girl from Ohio who had to go to Indiana to get an abortion. That this would be held up as the exception. Ah, see, this is the kind of person. Now this is the kind of person that will not be able to get an abortion because of this activist Supreme Court. And it is obviously a tragic story. She was sexually abused. As I said before, this is not typical of a person in Ohio who has been seeking an abortion. How many times does this happen that a minor child in the state of Ohio seeks an abortion? In 2020, according to the Ohio Department of Health, 52 women. The news story says people, but I'm going to say women. 52 women under the age of 15 received an abortion in Ohio. Fifty-two. How many women 15 to 17? That's 521. And that number is declining. It's about one-third of what it was in Ohio in 2010. So, in a state that, you know, performs... 20,000 abortions a year, that's about 2%. So, again, the exception. Highest portion of abortions in the state of Ohio in 2020, women ages 25 to 29, which they don't tell you that because they don't want you to know the truth about abortion, which is it is a last resort most often used as a form of birth control when other forms have failed or when other forms weren't even used. So it pays to know these facts. It pays to be informed. It pays to be able to respond to people who put these ridiculous things out there, like the fact that, well, the majority of Americans are in favor of abortion, so the Supreme Court should listen to the majority of Americans. Actually, no, it's not the Supreme Court's job. The Supreme Court's job is to rule on the constitutionality of laws. It's the Congress's job to make laws. So it's the Congress's job to pay attention to their constituents. That's voters. That's the public. If you want the opinion polls to put pressure on someone, it's perfectly fine for them to put pressure on legislators. But judges are immune from that. Judges, look at the law. That is what they're supposed to do. Are there Democrats like it or not?